Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. All right. I have the absolute privilege of sitting across the table from one of my musical heroes, Amit Sagi. Hey. Amit, welcome to the show. Hello. It's Hi. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Um, so you came onto my radar in, I think it was 2015. Okay. That's a while back. Yeah, five years. Um, could you be loved? Do you remember the compilation video? Yeah, yeah, wow. With, uh, it, was, it had Odelia, it had, did I say that right? A bu- yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of people. Um, Pillow version. Yes. And it, it's so funny because I was like, wow, mm-hmm. who is this guy? See, I've lived reggae most of my life. And that's something a lot of people who watch this are probably going to go, what? what? You? <laughs> um, the beard didn't give it away. Um, but you are everywhere. You are absolutely everywhere. <laughs> oh. So um, a funny little story before we go into your history so I'm at school at City College of New York. Okay, this is a little while after, and I'm getting into Hatik Vashesh, and I'm, I'm like, whoa, love these guys, love the feel, and you're always in the background. You're just mm-hmm. chilling. You're doing yeah. your thing, hammering it out. <laughs> and uh, I came across your one-woman video, okay, okay with Omri Glickman. Mm-hmm. Two things. One, I showed it to the people at my music store, the place where I buy my instruments, microphones, everything. They can still, to this day, cannot figure out what you're doing. <laughs> what are you doing on that video? <laughs> well, well, first of all, it's, it's, it, really, it really makes me happy to know that you liked it. Because uh, it's something I did a while back, and it's nice to hear that still people like it. And uh, So, yeah, I, I uh, actually, I've been playing guitar for a while. Mm-hmm. And reggae, I also love reggae. And I just, like, one day I figured out that I can play, like, a lot of parts together, you know? So the technique that I developed is, like, that's the second video I did, like, with that technique, which I just, I play a few parts together, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's... But it's almost like you're slapping the bass with the heel of your hand, (laughs) but you're not playing a bass, you're playing a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're playing all the parts. Yeah, it started with, with that. Actually, it started while I was um, playing with this guy in a band. Mm-hmm. And there was like only me, bass and drums. And I was I wanted to play like another part other than the, the rhythm, the chap, you know. Okay. So I started like doing, learning how to do the bass line with the chop, the with that together. And then I finally, I suddenly realized that I can do the, the drums as well, you know. <laughs> And then I uh, just practiced it for a long, a long, long time. And uh, I just, that that's how it, it happened, you know. And I called Omri and uh, we, we did it on the rhythm of uh, Could You Be Loved mm-hmm. also. Which has like complicated bass lines <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and he, and we wrote together the song on it. And yeah, that's. It's beautiful. I'm going to actually, so we have a couple of versions of this that are released. We have the YouTube version and we have SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
and Spotify. Those are audio, but on the YouTube, I'm going to put that video down in the description. Okay, so amazing. be prepared to get a gazillion hits. <laughs> I love that. Oh, definitely. Now, before we go into your musical career, I'd like to go into the um, um, Amit Sagi. Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, all right. Um, it, I'm terrified that I'm not going to say my hero's <laughs> name right. Um, no, nah, I'm messing with you, man. Um, so where are you from? I'm from uh, Tel Aviv, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lived here almost all my life. I lived in, in Boston, actually, when I was a kid for three years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I got my English from there. and uh, But all my life here, um, I was born in Jerusalem, but until the age of three, and other than that, Tel Aviv. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's my city. Yeah, <laughs> all right, that's great. Um, so... After that, you, uh, after growing up, you went into the army. Now, the reason I'm bringing up the army is not so much to get into the army aspect, mm -hmm. but what I do want to get into is there is a musical component to the IDF. The IDF has different brigades, and I can't, uh, Natal, no, that, I'm not saying that right, am I? What? The music brigades, where there are a couple of different ones and a couple of musicians have come out of these brigades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But no, I wasn't uh, playing music in the army. Mm -hmm. I was actually doing something else with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. I tried to get in the bands, but it <laughs> no, don't worry. They're, they're hating that you weren't there now. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Okay. So after the army, um, what did you do? Well, after, right after the army, I, I started, first of all, I went to India for the trip. A lot of Israelis, mm -hmm. you know, do that big trip. And, and there I really fell in love with reggae. Wow. Uh, and when I came back, I was also studying music. I studied in, uh, like one of the main uh, music colleges in Israel mm -hmm. called Rimon. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I studied and I was playing like all kind of music and jazz and everything. And after that, I just started, you know, uh, playing in bands, playing a lot of reggae, funk. I, I play in Funkenstein. As a yes, I've band. seen that. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's insane. Um, and from there, you know, everything, bands, is producing, writing my stuff, um, playing bass, guitar. Yeah. It's a long story. You know? Yeah, so. no, definitely. <laughs> so you are everywhere everywhere <laughs> so it's yeah, nice to hear i um went from that video uh from those two videos and then wound up because you know how youtube directs you to the next video yeah. so i wound up uh checking out hatik vashesh and i followed you in, in there um and you you guys are just you you've made a big impact on israel and you've also made a big impact outside of Israel. I don't know if you guys are aware yeah. of that. Oh, that's good. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Like, we played the States a few times already. And, uh, like, mainly, I guess, Jewish and Israeli audience. But mm -hmm. even more, like, probably. But yeah, yeah, you guys um, are absolutely amazing together. Thank you. Now, then, I, you know, I, of course, I'm listening to Hatik Vishesh. Then I'm listening to other stuff. And then, you know, a new song comes out and you listen to the new song. And Hatik Vashesh doesn't go away. It's just not played as often. <laughs> so then, and, and, and I'm not really thinking that much, pardon me, of you. But then 
I watched this video, video, Shirutim. Shirutim? Yeah, with, uh, with um, Subliminal. Ah, Srutim, Srutim. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, because I was like, that looks like bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and I think I have that bathroom, yeah. totally wrong. <laughs> so it's Srutim? Srutim. Srutim. You know what it means? No, I don't. So team is like in Hebrew is like a slang when someone you say is like a bit like uh, crazy, but not like really crazy, you know? Okay. He's a bit salut, he's like crazy kind of, <laughs> but in a good way kind of. Oh, all right. I totally get that, dude. Yeah, like that's scratched. The, 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 lyrical, the literal meaning is scratched. Oh, all right. Okay. So that's salut team. Salut team. So I see you there. Then all of a sudden... A couple, maybe a couple years later, I see you in, what did I see you in? Uh, in Avior Malasa video? Yeah. Now, what, what, are, what is this relationship that you have? All right. So, first of all, I, 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 I told you I'm also a producer besides like uh, playing yes. guitar and that. So, so, Subliminal, no, but Subliminal, I wasn't producing the song. I was mm-hmm. just like in the video, but I played guitars and bass in that song a few songs with him and i have a song that i sing with him i don't know if you saw it no i didn't i apologize <laughs> yeah so it's uh, it's also a song i did with him with which i sing the chorus it's called Chovshi. so if you want to check it i as soon as this is done <laughs> i'm definitely checking it out so the production yeah, side. So, yeah so i did i started producing so that's like uh avior malasa is an artist that we started together, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he came to me, and uh, I did his first song, which was pretty successful. Like, it was his, his uh, breakthrough. It's, it was called Kites. It's called Kites. So, yeah. So, that's... I produced that's it. That's the one with the, gu- uh, with, the, with the guitar in the skateboard park? Yeah. I yes. Think so. Okay. I think oh, so, my yeah. gosh. I love that. Oh my god, you produced that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. That's absolutely amazing. I am, and wow. Because Avior Malasa has a voice, and, and it's funny because when I say this, people go, What? He has a voice like honey. <laughs> but when you hear it, you're like, whoa. So you heard that. Yeah, yeah. We had a good connection. And uh, we started our, w- the, his career started with me. We did like uh, three or four songs. And uh, he had a good, he had a good uh, like run. But now he's a bit like off. He's not like really, really hot these days. But he's come back probably. Well, yeah. we're going to talk after this because I have some ideas. And if you want my two cents, I totally totally have a great idea okay um now i'm probably going to say this wrong but um i all right so i'm just gonna say the group you are then a couple of years later i see you playing guitar in another video okay with the ultras Ultras, yeah. It's also a song that I produce. And I, for, that's what it said in the, uh, in the, Credits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did you, so, all right, so give me some history. We've, we've just run probably across your entire career with the exception of the new stuff, which I want to talk about last okay. because I'm just crazy about the new stuff. Well, um, you. no, of course. So 
we're going to go back. We're going to go back to where you started and where you, so let's go back to that. Could you be loved video? Yeah. How did that wind up happening? Yeah, actually this video is my most watched video that I ever produced actually. Really? Yeah. I think it got like 70 million views or something. Because it was in when in the Jewish uh, standard, you know, it's like a, a Facebook group. Oh, okay. So that's, it got really viral. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, how did that, ha- okay, how did it happen? Well, okay, there's a Bob Marley event, you mm-hmm. heard about it? Yes. It was like two weeks, uh, one week ago, I think. It was on the 6th of uh, February. Yes. Last week. And I produced that that event. Wait a minute. You produced that event too? Dude, what is going on here? <laughs> Holy cow. You are the most unsung, underrated. We have to do something about that. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. So, yeah, actually that event of Bob Marley is, is uh, like did a lot in my in my history. Like oh, it started my, my way from there, actually. Because it's like an event, a, a, a Bob Marley birthday, that's mm-hmm. been like done 15 times. Sorry for my English. If I it's get so, you're absolutely perfect. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, yeah, every year in the last 15 years, we did a Bob Marley celebration. Like that's very like big and um, like like very, you know, we, we put a lot into that. Yes. Like a lot of artists and... This year, there's, there was Ant- Anthony B. from Jamaica. Really? special for that. Yeah, it was, so it's a big event. And and they do, you know, it's it's in the... They do it in a big venue, like 2,000 people. Okay. And they, they needed to bring, like, a crowd. You need promotion. So that mm-hmm. video, that Could You Be Loved, a cappella version, was, like, the purpose of it was a promotional video for that event. So they came up to me. It wasn't my idea, actually, to do that cappella. I, I just produced it, you know, I mm-hmm. did like all the stuff and recorded it and did all the parts, but they came up to me, they said, let's do it like a Bob Marley song in a cool way that can uh, like promote our event. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just, it happened really fast. It was two days and we, uh, we sang all the instruments, you know, we took all the instruments and we sang them and brought a lot of talented like uh, artists that are also singing in that event mm-hmm. all the artists that were singing in that video was performing in that event so wow. it was really easy to bring everybody and yeah and it went really viral and it, it it's a great video it's an absolutely <laughs> I didn't, amazing I didn't, like, video. when we did it i didn't even like think that it's gonna be like so big you know so that's insane um now at that time were you with hatik vashesh were you in Hatik Vashesh then? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. How did that? How did that relationship start with the Gleekmans and with your drummer? Yeah. Well, actually, Hatik Vashesh, you know, like the is Hatik Vashesh is a very reggae. That's the our roots is from reggae, mm-hmm. right? Like if you hear us today, not everything is reggae, but mm. you you feel that it comes from there, and you know the reggae community in Israel is not so big. So well, well, I wasn't playing th- with them like when they started, mm-hmm. but throughout the the way, they knew that like they knew my name that I'm, I'm a guy that knows and loves reggae, you know. Yeah. And then one ga- one day, the their bass player, his wife, had had uh, had to give birth, you know, and wow. he told me, 
I might need you. There's a show in two days. I might need a, like a substitute. And these days I was playing only guitar. I, I, I knew how to play bass, but mm -hmm. it wasn't like my main thing, a bass player. I was a guitar player. I was playing with a lot of, with Funkenstein and other stuff. Mm -hmm. so, it, so I told him, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll do it for sure. And then like the same day, tell me, all right, my wife is giving birth today. I need you to come and learn the whole show in like two hours. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And I just sat down and I and I did it like it was like forty five minute show. Were and you terrified? It was a bit, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit stressing, but but I did it. And then they said, okay, this guy can play the bass, and like we knew each other from the reggae scene, you know, so it felt right, felt like a good connection. And then like a year later, that guy, the bass player, just left the band because he was like busy with other stuff. Mm -hmm. And we like came up to me and said, "All right, dude, we need a bass player. Are you in?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." And then like the first year, this we were still like not so big because it was reggae, you know. Yeah. And then you know Pilani, you ever heard that name? Yes. <coughs> so Pilani is uh, is the manager and the musical, uh, the main musical director of the band. So like after a year that I was in the band, he came in and we. They did an album that every we did an album that every song was like a hit in the radio, and then we became very big like so yeah and that that was that's that came to be my my main like job you know was that the album that had i mean it had a ton of videos like um the one that simliodum simliodum that was the fifth single yeah but I it was uh Israeli. Mm -hmm. that album and Mashi and the like Pam Pam like yes. the biggest hits was on that album you know I mean that is that is on my playlist it's it's always coming up around I love it I love it. well all right so this is something just so you know um I went to Ulpan at Ben Gurion University okay and right. inside the uh textbook is um Haki Israeli. We had to learn that song. Really? So it's in the it's not something the teacher brought. It was actually in the book. Oh, wow, amazing. So amazing. you need to big get your royalty check for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's big. Um okay, you know what? You've spoken about it twice and I have seen it. Um Funkenstein. Yeah, that's that's like a passion project for you, isn't it? Yeah, Funkenstein is like a very important part of of my musical journey. I think. Please it's, tell it's me about a, it. It's a really like a really high quality band, in my opinion. You know, I'm not so uh, no. objective, but uh, it's like a great, uh, um, uh, talented, really talented people. How long have you been with them? Maybe thirteen years almost. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. that's like a marriage. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, when I just got in, it was like uh, like we just released the first album, and we was we was pretty hot in Israel. We had a lot of shows, and we were we were these like bands that like people really loved music, like mm -hmm. really appreciate. You know, it was like it wasn't like pop music. It was like just good funk dance. You know. People always came to the show to dance, and since then we 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 released like some more music, not mm -hmm. so like uh, rapidly. Okay, but we did release some stuff. You can check it out. 
And we, we've been playing since then, but like the last five years has been very like uh, slow, you know? We play like three times a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. We play a lot in Russia, actually. Wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. holy cow. <laughs> It's, it's funny, it's just like how you, you, you suddenly <laughs> you liked like One Moon and Manana. I, I never knew like a lot of people really like it. And so, so Russia, they, ju- they just got stuck on Frankenstein one day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Keep, like uh, sometimes music just can take you stuff that you don't expect, you know. So That's amazing. That's so, awesome. So we, play, we, we have a show even like two months from now. We play there like once or two times a year. It's crazy. Holy cow. In Israel, no. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, uh, that was one of the things that I was going to say about Funkenstein is that they do have a an, an international footprint. I know people in the U.S. who, who actually, that's how I found out about Funkenstein, Whoa. was someone said, hey, you know about this band Funkenstein? Hmm. Now, I apologize because this that makes me look like I don't even do any research whatsoever, but I really didn't know that you were... A part of Funk. No, wait. You're in the rooftop video. Yeah. Oh, you know that. Well. Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't. All right. You're everywhere. You're absolutely everywhere because I showed my wife that video, and my uh, wife said, "All of you all look lazy. All of you look like you don't have jobs." And I was like, "What are you talking about? This is awesome." My wife tends to be very focused. So sorry about that, babe. Love you. Um. Yes. Oh my gosh. I t- and you're this is how like creepy my memory is. Um <laughs> you were in a track jacket. Yeah, like Adidas. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember, I can't um, remember that. I can't believe I remember that now <laughs> either and I feel like maybe that was a little creepy. Whatever. <laughs> no. We'll move on. <laughs> now, you said the reggae community in Israel is kind of small. Now, before we go into that, you can't go anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in this country without finding a Macaulay with a Bob Marley lighter in it. Really? Wow. Yes. If you want to get a lighter in Israel, it will have Bob Marley on it. Wow, that's a nice, interesting fact. And when I was down in Beersheba, I used to go to, and still do, actually, um, this hummus place called Hummus Abu Dhabi. Oh, okay. And there, you know, the Lion of Judah is up on the wall. It It is a part of... So, southern Israel is deep in reggae. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. There's there's more, right, like Tzelim. There's, like, this kibbutz and... yeah. There, it, it is, but you know, Israeli like is a small country after yeah. all, so reggae still is, you know. But the people who like it don't like it. They live it. They love it. Yeah, reggae is deep in Israel. Can you explain why it's so deep in Israel? Well, you, you know, there's the connection with the spirituality yeah. and all of that, so maybe... No, all right, it's, it's, I get it's that. It's true, yeah, yeah. But reggae is very spiritual, and the lyrics is about, you know, and there's the connection with Zion and the Rasta, so... And all of that. Yeah, it's because, true. Because it's weird, because in, you know, in the States, reggae is big. It, it's still good. And right now, we have uh, a big reggaeton explosion, you really? know, um, Spanish reggae. Yeah. Um, huge everywhere yeah, everywhere very, everywhere um so if there is a reggae beat to it um it's on the radio 
And the same pretty much has been going into Israeli music. Um, now there's been this big boost of reggaeton. Yeah, Do you, in the whole world, right? Yeah. Do you think that's going to translate into a boost for reggae in general? Or do you see them as being separate? It's a bit separate because mm-hmm. the, the lyrics, you know, the lyrics of reggae and 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 the, the, the tempo, you know, reggae is very chill, you know. It's not for everybody. People like the more, like, energetic. Yeah. And, the, and all the, like, Jarasta lyrics and that. So it's always going to be, I think... A bit like niche, you know? Yeah. But still, reggae influence is, in, is everywhere, and that's what's amazing. Like in pop music, you can hear so many hits that are based on reggae beats and reggae vibe and reggae bass and, and dub. And uh, everything is influenced from reggae. Hip-hop is influenced from reggae. So, so the influence is always there, and it's always in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. But the real reggae roots vibe... Is is going to be always for the you know the smaller group. The yeah. smaller group is really going to be the one that appreciates. Yeah. It. yeah, it's it's still like that Caribbean sound, and I love it. You know. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, it's also good that it's influencing the the pop. You know, even though it's not exactly that real Rasta reggae, it's still. But then every once in a while, something pokes through, something punches through. Um, and what I want to talk about now is what I've seen on your YouTube channel. Okay. Holy cow. <laughs> there is so much. And I, I was just going to uh, put a couple down. But all right. So is this all of the stuff that's up on your YouTube channel right now? Um, is that all part of a new album? Yeah, sure. It's it's like you know today sorry, today the world doesn't really work always in albums, it's more as like singles, but mm-hmm. it's still a vibe, a project, yeah. Yeah. So all right. I really <coughs> I really wanna release a few more and then I can call it an album, you know, and have it like the whole keep the fire blazing thing. And uh yeah, it's it's something I really enjoy to do, you know. You want me to to talk about it a little bit? I would love to, please, please. But before we do talk about it, I have to say something. I have I have a comment, and it's probably going to tickle you. You're going to love it. Probably not the right word. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, very rarely does someone have so much diversity in product in what they make. Yet still, when you hear it, you go, oh, that's him. Okay. You did that. You have so many different sounds on every single song, but it is you through and through. Wow, that's great to hear. Thank so you. So <laughs> please tell me about it. <laughs> um, well, uh, it's, it's great to hear that. You know, <laughs> I, I don't intend it so much. It's mm-hmm. just... Just me doing the, my my taste, you know, the stuff that I like that are translated in the music, you know, the way I think I hear music. So I I don't intend it to be like, uh, but you know, a lot of what I do is is influenced from like groove and mm-hmm. Jamaican and um black music. So 
I think I you can you can feel that in a lot of stuff that I do that groove right. Yes. So so yeah, and uh, that stuff, all the songs that I'm doing now is they came fr- from from the beats that I was doing or rhythms. How do you call it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I a lot of singers are like from the Ethio- Ethiopian community, mm-hmm. and I really l- like. I felt like great to do music with these guys because they're also influenced from what i'm influenced you know mm-hmm. the jamaican culture and all of that so i just did a lot of beats i had suddenly i had some time and i said okay i have some because i I usually like spend my time either for producing for other guys mm-hmm. or playing shows with the tick of a six okay that was my my main thing you know and suddenly i had some more time so i did these beats and then i just called up some st- uh, singers that I liked and this is how it was created, you know, just from beats and now is it an inspiration that causes you to lay down a beat? Is it is it something that you work on and go back to or is it boom, you got it. You sat down, you were having like a couple of gold stars and it showed up. <laughs> well, so, a lot of them, yeah, were very quick, like mm-hmm. just like a, a day of work. And then I said to myself, how come I don't do more, <laughs> you know, because if it's easy. But some of them took some more time. Um, but, yeah, it's just a vibe, you know. I had this few months that I was feeling it and I was in the zone. And and I'm happy, you know, that I did something that is like my, it's my my thing, you know. It's not like uh, someone ordered me to and paid me to do a job. It's I'm the I'm the like uh, the last person, you know. It's mine, you know. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Now, where do you where do you do all this? Where is your studio? Okay, so I have uh, I I open up a really nice studio, and you're welcome to come visit. Definitely. It's right here, actually. I oh just wow! Came from here. It's in Jaffa. Okay. It's like ten minutes from here. And it's called the uh, Jaffa Sound Arts. It's like a really, really nice place. It's like a complex of five studios. Really? Yeah. Holy Very cow. Big. It's, and, and it's in the ancient part. So it's really a v- good vibe. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Now, um, a lot of tourists come there, actually. Really? Not to the studio, to that area. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, the, um, Piloni, the guy I mentioned before, mm-hmm. who was the, the manager and musical producer of Artico 6, so we opened that place together, me and him and another guy. So it's a cool place, and we work there, and I work in my house. I also have a home studio, mm-hmm. so I, I, I juggle between those. Oh, yeah. Uh, working from home, which I do, can be difficult because... The kitchen's really close to where you work, <laughs> and there's always something calling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what you mean? Now you have on on every single track, except for maybe one or two of them, you have somebody different. <laughs> yeah. How one? How do you know all these people? <laughs> how are? Did you find some of these people? Can you give me a little insight into all of the different voices that are in your work? Um, yeah, that that was like the the vision behind that project mm-hmm. is to to make it very versatile with with artists and because I I've been producing for many years mm-hmm. and playing with guys uh, so I got to know a lot of people and then I can call him up you know and just say you want to hear a beat and let's vibe on it and it's it's easier if I was like just a guy from the street you know <laughs> so. 
because I already know the people. Mm-hmm. And and that was like the whole vision, even to put like a lot of artists on the same track to make like a, a co- um, collaboration like that, you know. Definitely. Yeah, that was uh, the the vision, the inspiration for that thing. That it it is. It's absolutely amazing. I'm gonna put probably the description's gonna be heavy, heavy, heavy with links. So you're gonna get some traffic. Amazing. Thank you. I would love that. Um, I'd like to ask you a very specific question about the Ethiopian community. I'm finding that you are working with the Beta Israel Ethiopian community. Yeah. Is it important to you to elevate them within Israeli society? Um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, in one hand it is, but I try to, you know, I just, I come from the musical, so I just relate mm-hmm. in the musical manner. And and I'm not trying to get political. Please no, don't think no, that. No, no, it's not political. I, I, I know what you're saying, and, and you're right. A lot of them have like issues you know in Mm -hmm. israel because they're like they they sometimes are like a bit separated communities they're very like uh, fresh they came Mm -hmm. only in the 90s and they're very like together so sometimes they can feel like a bit outsiders here and their their skin color is is different a Mm -hmm. little bit so visually they look so they have a lot of problems and there there is racism in israel of course Mm -hmm. like in America, there is as well, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it's definitely. It's not like only an Israeli thing, but but still, it's it's a shame that people still suffer from that, right? So, uh, so I I love to to feel that if I'm if I'm helping, you know, so it feels great. But when I come to do music, I think of the music. It's you know? a clean slate kind of thing. Yeah, it, I yeah. don't want to feel like different from them or that. But sometimes I can feel a bit different, like because mm-hmm. even they look at me like. Maybe I don't know, uh, privilege kind of guy. I don't know. No, no, I get it. I get it. Actually, it's a little bit refreshing. What you're doing is you're creating an even musical field for them to not, you're not elevating them, they're elevating themselves to come to you. <laughs> that's Maybe. pretty, that's pretty great. That's awesome. Um, and there's great artists, Ethiopians, and a lot of them are like waking up now and. There's a big, uh, we talked about dancehall before. Mm-hmm. So these guys are bringing dancehall to Israel. Um, it's amazing. Dancehall was very like reggae small. It was mm-hmm. always, it was the same thing. And because the Ethiopians are, they have a force because there are a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And like they're very like together. So they o- they, they do the stuff together. So they brought dancehall really now made it, made it very popular. You know, there's a lot of, Guys that sing dancehall in Hebrew and they play a lot of shows and they brought this music like to a live, so it's amazing. Wow, yeah. that's absolutely absolutely awesome. Um, what about your future? What do you <coughs> got? You're gonna re- release a couple more? You said you're working on a couple more. Yeah, I have I have some stuff that I need to finish and um, I still I, I'm still thinking about because I do I want to do a lot of stuff you know but how life is you know sometimes you plan <laughs> but then stuff so I've been working lately about like uh, new new productions like not my uh, my own music but produ- production for others I produced uh, the last stick for six uh, song that came out really yeah it's called Chaya uh, Living on the Moon yeah so yeah it, it was my production. 
get out of here, man. <laughs> nice video, yeah. Oh, everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. There's nothing you're not doing. You have to be like the hardest working person in Israeli music. Um, now, yeah, right. All right. So one of the things about um, Israeli music that I've noticed just over time is the inter- intertwining of the industry so if you know this person you know this person you know this person you know this person am i wrong about that or is it a pretty close community yeah it's true it's it's a small place and a uh, small uh, scene in the music scene so it's it's kind of different in that manner from probably the la music scene mm-hmm. uh, but still you have to to deliver good music you know that's the the first thing you know is if you it do, like if you're good people will know you you know mm-hmm. it's, it's not that if you're gonna know people you're gonna be like uh, successful or no definitely but it can help you know sometimes of course definitely like uh, i would feel that it, it's easier for me here to to um promote music and put on music in hebrew than in in if i do it like international because here like i have people that i know and so so it, it can help sometimes of course definitely um Awesome. What do you have coming up outside of uh, all of these projects? Is there anything you'd like to uh, tell tell the viewers and listeners about? Anything to well, be? Well, yeah, I'm thinking maybe to put out some songs that I'm the the singer also. So that I hope that will come up in the future. Finally! <laughs> oh my gosh! Please do that because those two videos are the only two things that I've ever seen you sing on, <laughs> and you have this i don't know there's this weird uh, this is probably going to sound horrible there's this hoarseness mm-hmm. that you kind of have do you understand what i'm talking yeah. about that comes from here and <laughs> you when you sing um you bring me love and happiness but you do it with such a soul <laughs> it's it's phenomenal you have to sing more please oh, wow. All right, thank you, so thank you, thank you, thank there, you. there's that. Um, Amit, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to my okay, show. I really appreciate pleasure, this. It's a pleasure for me and the big respect. Really. Ah. Rasta! <laughs> Rasta! All right, that's it, guys. Um, Todoraba, lehitro ve, yalla bye.
זוכרת איך נשקת עיניי, את זוכרת איך בכית אליי. 